today on the wrestling podcast about nothing toxic twitter it causes controversy it breeds controversy is there any redeeming value to it whatsoever brian you in particular will be wondering that when i spring a returning segment on you yes mean tweets returns here today on the wrestling podcast about nothing hey mike what does controversy create more controversy oh boy Plus, your promo about nothing and so much more, but first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there. But there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 185, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars. Now he is a contracted Ring of Honor wrestler. He is Mr. Inside Edition, I believe. You're still Mr. Inside Edition? Of course. I'll always be Mr. Inside Edition. One half of the bouncers. They call him Triple Chi. Hold the Chi. It's the brawler, Brian Malonis. Oh, that match, huh? <laughs> How was this past weekend for Ring of Honor? Ah, it was good. It was always a good time, uh, you know. Um, I still don't quite understand. Well, I guess I understand why we were in the food pun match and not the alcohol match. But, uh, you know, our characters are not really food-based characters. They're alcohol-based characters. So We need something to soak up the alcohol. Yes, I did throw a cheeseburger across the arena at uh, Cole Cabana, though. So. Did you hit him? No. I, the, the, it split into a million pieces, and the burger itself went flying over the video board. I'm surprised I didn't get spoken to about this yeah a, you're... if i were in charge i probably would have spoken to me about it <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're they busy backstage at ring of honor that weekend perhaps <laughs> seemingly <laughs> seemingly <laughs> to the naked eye uh also not joining us is the owner operator head trainer of the new england pro wrestling academy where we are sitting here oh, this today fucking shrine to brian fury <laughs> that his office is it's quite chilly as well it's uh you know it's no doubt knowing who his hero is bret hart and then hearing like uh i believe it was like razor ramon telling a story how bret hart's house was like a shrine to him like so it's no no uh wonder why brian fury's office is a shrine to his favorite person in the world himself i'm sure someone else decorated it it wasn't him probably you <laughs> <laughs> well he is not here he is still down at disney world and hopefully he'll be back next week in the oh, wrestling we'll podcast be switching places soon yeah when are you when are you go- I, I don't have this down in my uh notebook here <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gone from the 16th through the 24th mike wow quite a sabbatical that is quite a sabbatical so it might be two weeks off from the old wpan for uh Brawl Daddy. All right. Well, t- we're taking uh, <laughs> suggestions, and uh, anyone solic- who wants to solicitate solicitate is that a word? Anyone yeah, wants- you, you would know. <laughs> anyone wants to be a co-host of the wrestling podcast about nothing? Why don't you? Uh, You've had some lean times. Give me a ring. Tell us about solicitation. <laughs> It's <laughs> like four weeks in a row. I know. Yeah. What is happening here? I don't know. So, uh, yeah, the uh, Ring of Honor shows. I guess we'll maybe get into this in a minute, but the. Uh, on the on the face, they were good shows. I heard uh, the show was the experience where uh, 
our good friend no, unauthorized unauthorized this is where our good friend uh, Todd Sinclair made his wrestling debut not his wrestling debut overall but his wrestling debut for Ring of Honor yes his Ring of Honor wrestling debut along with I think the wrestling debut of longtime Jim Crocker Promotions WCW uh, promoter and uh, one time judge for a I believe um, Ricky Steamboat Ric Flair match Gary Jester who had a Lovely mustache during that. Wow. What what did he do in the ring? I, did he deliver a chop? Is that delivered, what I s- delivered a chop. And then Ian Riccoboni delivered a magnificent elbow from the from the top rope. Yes. Uh Macho Man was looking down very proud. Yes. So it, it was it was a, it was truthfully a lot of, a, a lot of fun. Um I saw people being stupid about it and we can get into that too, but uh it was a lot of fun and the crowd in person loved it. Um and, and I think, you know, it's funny, you know. There's a lot of jobs in wrestling. Not everybody can be an in-ring performer or has the capacity or look or whatever to get to that point. Um, but when you think of somebody like, you know, I, I don't know what Gary Jester, I don't you know Gary Gary Jester's pro wrestling dreams were, but I can assure you that Todd Sinclair and Ian Riccoboni, both somewhere along the line, envisioned themselves being in a pro wrestling ring, not in the current roles they're in, but in, as a professional wrestling star. So from that standpoint, I was so happy and it was so cool to see them um, get to do just, a, you know, small little athletic things that crowd erupted for um i was really really happy for them uh a really cool moment i I think uh it was one of those things like for all the stuff being said out there in the world like how happy uh everybody in the locker room was um for those guys in that moment really cool stuff so unauthorized and the experience both available on honor club right through rh yes you still have your subscription uh well um Uh, well the credit card maxed out (laughs) (laughs) that 250 dollar limit huh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Brian, come on now. That's that's not nice. Will you stop? Yeah, will you stop? And uh, Brian, I saw something online that interested me. You got a very big compliment about your new shirt at BrianMalonis.com. The bears who the 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 fun the bears, bears who care. The, that's the ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you see this on Twitter from? Kazarni. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, he loves the design. This guy who you buried in this podcast a few weeks ago. So, you know, uh, we never talked about it. I should have uh, full disclosure. Uh, you followed up? Uh, yeah, we had a nice we had a nice phone conversation. Um, agreed that we were both being kind of twits. Maybe we can talk about it in the topic we're talking about today. Uh, we were both just kind of being twits on uh, on social media. Uh, and then we picked up the phone and uh, had a nice conversation. Hey, maybe we'll have him on sometime. Because Arnie's a guy who really has a really interesting story and has been around the business a long time. So maybe I'll call in a favor and uh, and have him on this podcast uh, sometime to uh, talk to us. But we did. We had a great conversation. Uh, you know, I, I sincerely apologize. And I apologize publicly for not just addressing him in private, uh, but with my concerns. But we had a great conversation, and uh, Hatchet has been buried. And he's done a lot in this business, including being the first to do the darts in someone's <laughs> back, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he, he did do it. I, we were unaware, but he kn- knows that now that we were unaware. didn't remember him doing it, and um, meant, we meant no ill will towards him or anything like that and uh certainly he's somebody who uh yeah he did some crazy stuff uh stuff that him and the bruiser have both done that i'm unwilling to do so <laughs> well we've seen that you're willing to go to lengths that you haven't in the past but yeah but i'll take darts in the back no okay <laughs> no. All right, well, (laughs) the Drinking Bears the Care shirt available at BrianMalonis.com. Lots of other shirts there as well, including the WPAN Curtain Jerker shirt, right? Yes, oh yes. So go to BrianMalonis.com for all of your 
t-shirt needs. The beer, beer, beer shirt no longer in the store. It is now in the ROH Pro Shop. Yes, and comes in three colors. Red, uh, black, and it's either navy blue or purple. I can't really tell. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Depends not, on the monitor. I'm not. No, it's it's me. I'm not so good with the uh, differentiating between. Uh, like your jacket looks purple to me, but I'm sure you'll say it's navy blue. It's navy blue, definitely. Yeah, it looks purple to me. <laughs> so I think I, you know, they have some weird stuff with seeing different colors like that. Get that looked at. Nah, it's a normal thing. Get those glasses fixed. <laughs> There's also the WPAN.com. That is the WPAN.com. That is our hub, our home base, the official website of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. You can find the ways to subscribe to the podcast there, all the various podcast platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everything there. You can just click the links and find your way to subscribe to your favorite podcast app. And there are the social media links. We are basically at the WPAN on all social media platforms. Then there are the bios. Then there are the photos. Fury's up there yet? It's not. I'm still waiting. It. He said it was uh, days away, and then he went to Disney World. Maybe he lost oh, it. It's probably six pages long at this point. All, all every accomplishment he's ever had. <laughs> yeah, we could just basically just take photos of this entire <laughs> room and put the, just put that up there. <laughs> yes. So also, Brian, I've uh, been checking the back end of the website, and it's been a little while since we've done this, but I found some more uh, search terms. All right. That brought people to our fine website. We did this in the past where there were some very strange search terms that were put on, you know, your favorite uh, search, your favorite, uh, the what do you call it, search aggregator? Sure. Google. Let's search just say engine? It. Search engine. That's the one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't get a lot of sleep these days. Oh, boy. Give me a break. <laughs> so they put in these terms that bring us to our website, and I'm not sure why, because the first term that I will share with you, Brian Malonis, is lingerie feminine MILF. <laughs> what? How many lingerie feminine milfs that we had in the wrestling podcast about that can you remind me so we've done 185 of these maybe i'm missing it i don't think we've had any milfs no we've had i mean davian was on she's a a young lady in her early 20s yeah we had any other ladies on i don't know we're pretty sexist mike why are we not have any female guests on this podcast yeah, I don't, I don't, why do you hate women let's talk about this I, that's not the case whatsoever i know i should make a joke about that because i don't like turn literally turn into a thing like mike crockett <laughs> hates women well, uh, yeah, there's definitely not been a lingerie feminine MILF on this podcast. That we can say for sure. Maybe you could put some lingerie on. What are you saying, Brian? Okay. And you could you could be anything you want to be. Brian, help me out with this one. This is a search term someone put in that brought them to our website. Side view person laying on stomach. <laughs> You think somebody wanted to see the side view of me laying on my big fat belly? <laughs> yeah, why not? Maybe your big fat belly? Do you want to? <laughs> hey, I can take a picture right now. <laughs> you got that nice leather couch you're sitting well, if, on. Well, if we ever get that Patreon going, you know, then there's something for it right there. We could do like the we could do like the the Kramer George Costanza photo shoot. Very tasteful. <laughs> tasteful. <laughs> that mood. shirt. You gotta get that off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what brought them to the website. Maybe. It, it was we like talked a about Costanza those news long enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Uh, maybe we should just kind of move right past this one. Teens love short skirts. These are such weird search terms. Like, 
Like, I, I don't, like, they're so oddly, like, specific and weird. Like, I don't, like, I don't quite understand, like, what, like, what, even if you're searching for pornography, what are these terms that you're searching for? Like, don't you search, like, like, big boobs or something like that? Like you search. Maybe. But, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Like, whatever your, whatever your pleasure. Like, but why, like, such oddly specific things? And why does it bring them to a podcast wrestling website? <laughs> I don't know. How about this one? Demi Rose, latest butt. She's had more than one. Apparently. Who's Demi Rose? I don't know. I I was hoping you could tell me. (laughs) Why would I know? Demi Rose. Because you have a young uh, woman in your house. You have a young girl living at your house. And this sounds like one of those like teeny bopper kind of uh, Disney girls, perhaps. Let's see. Hold on here. Jimmy Rose is an Instagram model with over 10 million followers. Ooh. Put on a busty display in a revealing pink swimming costume and tiny hot pants on social media last night after soaking up in the sun in Ibiza or Ibiza? Ibiza, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, hold on. We'll pull up a picture of Mike here. So, with all of this. There you go. There's Jimmy Rose right there. Oh, Jesus. Speaking of big boobs, (laughs) those uh, Instagram models. There you go. There's another one for you. (laughs) with a banana doing what bananas do so a lot of those instagram models are accused of maybe uh getting butt implants or or enhancements to their backsides so maybe that's what this latest butt thing is about maybe what do, do people get upset about that is that something that upsets people i think there's a contingent of people that are mad about uh fake butts why i don't know so if you're just out there searching for something, you're never going to interact with this person. You never will potentially date them or have any physical contact with them. And you're just looking for the sake of looking and oogling their pictures. Why do you care? That's what I'd say about like imp- uh, you know breast implants too. It's like as long as the implants aren't hanging out, like out of the side of her boob, like okay, it looks I mean, nice too, and around. It's looks it good. It doesn't. I mean, are you going to date this person? Like, right. I, I don't know. And if you did, is it up to you to tell them? Not. I don't know. Like it's the weird things that people get really pissed off about for no reason. Yeah. Um. I don't know. That's a late. So her- you're saying you're all for uh, fake boobs and fake butts? Sure. All right. Sure. All right. Why not? Right. <laughs> and uh, finally, here I think. Yes. Finally, here, the last search term that brought someone to the WPAN.com. Strangely enough. We're going back there again. Naked, gorgeous, 50-year-old cougar. Again, very, very specific. And I definitely know we haven't had a 50-year-old cougar on this podcast. Not yet. We have not. How old are you, Mike? (laughs) Not even close, Brian. You're getting pretty good up there, buddy. You're getting up there. There, I mean, I've had nothing against a 50-year-old cougar, but it has nothing to do with our podcast. Do Do you have to put, like, the naked part? Like, if you just put, like... 50-year-old cougar? Like, is there just going to be fully clothed pictures of, of Probably. them coming up? Probably. I think I mean, you have to specify search, I'm naked. not going to search this on my phone. Maybe incognito mode later. <laughs> I think you have to specify naked, right? Let, you, let, you know what? Hold on. Let's see. You oh, know, we, boy. We always, like, we always, you know, yeah, I'm really taking a risk here, Mike. You are. Let's, like, how do they get to our site? So let's see. Well, I don't think we've ever plugged in one of these terms. To, uh, namely because they're so vile that, <laughs> like, so, but I, I think I'd be comfortable, what, what was it, naked, 50-year-old, 
Naked Gorgeous. Naked, naked Gorgeous. Oh. 50-year-old cougar. we got to get specific. We want to get to the WPAN.com. So searched in there. Yes. Let's see. There's page one. Definitely not uh, Definitely not WPAN on page one here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm scrolling and scrolling and It's going to be very deep. Um, hmm. Oh, you know who's a 50-year-old cougar? Isn't that uh, J-Lo? 50-year-old cougar? Is she 50? I think so. Wow. Yeah, buddy. I mean, I am like, I am way deeper than I really wanted to have this before I, I, I delete the history of my internet <laughs> browser. And uh, there's really, um, I mean, we are hundreds of websites deep here, no WPAN.com. So how are these people searching this term and getting to the uh, WPAN.com? I have no idea, and, but thank uh, God they Mike, do. You'd like a little sample of what it brings. Oh, up. Jesus. There you go, buddy. Good gravy. Yes, delete, please. <laughs> delete, wipe that phone. Delete. <laughs> pull out the SIM card and flush it down the toilet. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Well, uh, thank God these people end up at the WPA.com. I'm sure, they, I'm sure they go to the podcast, they listen and enjoy well, it. listening right now. The person who searched that term is like, wow, how do they know I searched that term? That's how I came across this podcast. Well, thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> And go to the WPAN.com. However you get there, just go to the website and check it out. Brian, this is your topic. You decided, you said wrestling controversies and wrestling Twitter is really at the forefront of everyone's mind in uh, professional wrestling these days. And, I mean, lots of stuff going on. We've alluded to the goings-on that were quite public uh, for ROH. There's some stuff that's been going on this past week or last week with WWE. What's your initial take on wrestling Twitter? It's all good, Mike. Yeah? <laughs> you love it? <laughs> I mean, you have mentioned I am going to be a free agent here in a couple <laughs> yes, months. Yes, so yes. So I'm going to do some tiptoeing, uh, <laughs> if you don't mind. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, I mean, you kind of think about, like, the evolution of how this has all evolved, like, now, I don't know when when dirt sheets started or whatever, but before the mid eighties. So before the mid eighties, nobody knew really, unless you were in the business, like the goings on and behind the scenes and things like that. And then it kind of evolved into the dirt sheets and all of that. And then once and then like there's only a select segment of people who knew about the dirt sheets. And it was mostly people in the business right. reading the dirt sheets. And then it kind of opened up to fans reading. And then of course the internet just changed everything. Yeah, so then now you get something like that, and kind of like, I guess, like the next advent of it is just pro wrestlers putting it out there, confirming all these stories. Or and, denying. Or making them denying as or, well. Or making them up. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's kind of wild. I think in the last few weeks, there have been just these numerous like things that have happened in pro wrestling that are just off the friggin' wall. And some of them have played out. Uh, matter of fact, most of them have played out in one way or another on social media, namely Twitter usually being the popular yeah. platform. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's crazy to me that all this has happened in the last just like two or three weeks now. Um, I mean, which one do you want to talk about first here? Do you want to say, do you want to talk about the one closest to me first or last? Uh, let's get that last. The stuff with um, Saudi Arabia and the plane, the plane boss, the plane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know someone who was over there. Yes. And uh, you know, it took a little while for him to get home. He got home safe, yeah. and everything everything's fine. 
but uh, there was a lot of speculation online. I don't know how much of it is grounded in actual reality, but a lot of speculation that really just uh, whipped everyone up into a frenzy. Yeah, I mean, the truth of the situation is, no matter what like guy like Dave Meltzer is reporting or anything like that, there's very few people, period, who know exactly what happened. The, the people who work there don't even truthfully know everything that happened or or you know i mean or if you read online of what they were told like you know that could very well be what exactly happened but when you have a day in the age of the internet and everybody can just chime in things start to take off like on their own i i it's very reminiscent of not just wrestling but like uh we th- i think of something it's a really weird thing to compare to this but when you think of something like remember a few years ago the connecticut school shooting um, where they were just all like, so it happens a lot with news stories, but that one just sticks in my mind of like, there were all these things being reported. Nobody's fact checking anything. And it's just on Twitter and it's just people blurting things out. You don't know if there's any truth to it. There's, there's a second shooter. There's somebody in the woods. There's this and that. And there, there's all this stuff going on. And then reports come out later on and it's, you know, none of that stuff shows up in reports, but then people who say these things were like orchestrated or like, well, they uh, omitted this. And it's like, did they omit that, or did it just not really happen? Because people just throw stuff out on social media. So I remember back in uh, two thousand one, the nine eleven. I remember, you know, I was at work and you know we found out what was going on. I was actually listening to Howard Stern. This is like pre, of course, Twitter and Facebook. But one of the guys who works in, the, I worked in a uh, t-shirt shop, uh, like a silk screen shop, and one of the guys' wives called and said that that she heard that there was an attack at uh, the John Hancock building in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we got, we got to leave work because because the, the boss is like, okay, that's that's it. You guys can leave for the day. And just the, the way, I don't know how that came to be a thing in this woman's mind that she spread it, but, I mean, this is, you know, multiplied by 10,000 now that's social media. Think of, like, well, just think of I mean, something, actually, that we were in Boston for. Yeah. going down the the Boston Marathon bombings and I believe there were like rumors of like bombs in other locations in Boston and like all sorts of wild things like that just kind of swirling around but like yeah so you get, you get social media that or, or just like people hear like a snippet of information so you know you've heard the stories of like anything from mechanical to these guys are being held hostage or something and all of it could be based on just like one person going hey I heard I heard this, that, or the other thing, or hey, they cut the feed in Saudi Arabia, so that must mean they owe money or or, or something crazy like that. And in all honesty, if you're a guy like a Dave Meltzer, or you're wrestling Twitterverse, or if you're just on social media conversing, what the hell sounds more interesting to you? So the WWE guys were on a plane. They had a mechanical issue. Uh, this company doesn't operate a fleet in Saudi Arabia, so they had t- it took them 14 hours to fix the plane. And then they flew home or they were being held hostage and against their will and they owe WWE money and Vince McMahon held them up. And like what's I mean, what sounds more interesting to you? Right. The second one. But do you think it's a matter of these guys who were sitting on this plane for hours and hours? The chatter started happening. Like what's actually happening here? Is this the right thing? And is, is this just something that got back to the Dave Meltzer's of the world where the people on the plane, the people involved, the people being kept in Saudi Arabia were just speculating, and then Dave just basically, or whoever, just reported on this speculation, and it ended up 
to some people becoming fact. Yeah, it takes on a life of its own. Yeah, yeah. It very it very well could be because I mean I mean I know I would be if I hadn't got the actual any actual story if I wasn't told what was being going on and I was just kind of sitting there waiting and feeling like I was stuck in halfway across the world from home. Yeah, I I I would be wondering and speculating too. And I mean I think it's just human nature and the absence of information. Human beings will fill in the blanks and create, yeah. <laughs> create information to fill in. Um, so yeah, that, that that definitely could be part of it. I know there were definitely, um, you know, you saw tweets from guys in WWE who were part of it going out there. So yeah, it, it was just it was just something where um, I mean I don't I don't know the truth and I don't know that anybody does except for a few select probably people. But it's just one of those things where you where you have something like social media and it just it's. It's a game of telephone. <laughs> like, you know, it becomes this crazy thing where somebody, like, it, you got one little snippet of something and somebody adds a little something and it just keeps getting added and added and added. And by the time it's tweeted and retweeted for the 15,000th time, it's this big elaborate thing that may or may not have happened. How do you contain that? Is there any way to to dial that back? Social media, the way things get tweeted or retweeted and spread, is there any way to curtail that but i mean the, i guess the best way is to have the people involved speak out and say no because uh, that's what seth rollins did because there was apparently a a meeting last monday at raw with vince and they talked about this whole situation and it was reported that seth rollins did a rah rah speech that's the hashtag rah rah Apparently, it's reported by Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, and Seth Rollins just went on Twitter and said there was no rah-rah speech, and uh, that's that. And then I think Dave Meltzer apologized because he had heard some conflicting information, and some people said there, rah- there was a rah-rah, some people said no rah-rah, and apparently the no rah-rah is what won out in the end. So I guess you had to go, uh, you had to be the parties involved had to go online and basically try to squash it. But uh, does that even still work? But I mean, let's. I mean, I don't know if Dave Meltzer pays for his information or it doesn't, but he has moles and different wrestling organizations that will report things back to him for him to report because for whatever reason people get off on on that sort of thing. But I mean, and, and I don't know the logistics of it from a standpoint of pro wrestlers being um, independent contractors. So I don't know if like I don't know if it would be possible for like WWE to have a some sort of social media policy per se. I'm uh, sure there is some you know, social media policy. You know, so, but I, I mean, I, clearly it's not one that they can fire people for. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, I mean, that would be I guess that would be the only way. But I mean, it's it'd be it's really tough to. I mean, we get freedom of speech and things like that. I mean, I know for you know my Clark Kent job, mm-hmm. um, my my day job some pretty strict social media policies as far as like speaking out against the company and bashing the company and, and and things like that so i don't know what the deal is with like wwe and guys being independent contractors and things like that but um it's just a matter of people kind of have to keep stuff in-house nobody wants to keep their dirty laundry you know in their own house anymore everybody has to go out and air it everywhere so yeah so speaking of uh speaking out against the company the jordan miles slash ach thing i mean i'm not going to pretend to know you know to be in this guy's shoes and know what he's feeling about this t-shirt i mean i i don't even want to really comment on that angle of it but just the fact of him speaking out vehemently against the company even taking a shot at Jay Lethal, if not briefly, I think he ended up taking that tweet down. He but- did, and defended it later. And that, so I mean, if you want, just flat out, I'll, I'll say something on that. Like, you know, I, I don't know what has happened. Clearly, something has happened between those two guys. But I, I will, I will 
go on record as saying uh, Jay Lethal is one of the most stand-up individuals I've ever met. He, to me, is the unquestioned leader of our locker room in Ring of Honor. He is a guy that I go have gone to and will continue to go to for advice. I can sit here and look you in the eye as somebody who knows Jay Lethal and say the fact that somebody would criticize him like that seems pretty absurd to me and uh Again, I'm you know I don't know the history between those two guys or whatever, but uh, I can just speak from my personal experiences with Jay Lethal and that um, every interaction I've had with him before we ever you know and I used to have worked some indie show, plenty of indie shows with him over the years as well. So it wasn't just like it's just this is me just being like a company shill. Yeah, um, I can say like even meeting him, um, you know, working the indies um, when he was somebody and I was. You know, I was just a in, in local indie guy, uh, always a stand-up great guy to be around. So, uh, you know, there's there's a guy that, I mean, he doesn't need me to defend him, um, but, uh, you know, if I have the platform and the ability to do on, my, on this podcast, like I would, I, I, can't, I can't put into words how much, of what I think about Jay Lethal as a person. Well, getting away from that, just speaking out against the company as uh, ACH did, I have to say, even though I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say whether I agree or disagree with him. That's that's his that's his thing. I'm kind of liking the fact that for so long you had one organization and everyone was so afraid to speak out, and regardless of what this is all about. Just I guess separately, separate from this, I don't mind the fact that people in general, on Twitter and social media, are less afraid. People in wrestling, I'm, I should say, are less afraid. Who's tiptoeing now, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're definitely less afraid. Would you agree with this? They're less afraid to speak out when uh, they are feeling wrong. Not only it's, are they less afraid, it's, it's a, I mean, let's face it, and I'm not saying that this is what's happening here, but for some guys, it's a strategy. It's right. a strategy to try to get out of their contracts to go. Uh, and, and you're right. Like, um, yeah, I will never pretend to understand the type of the type of things that that minorities and people of color have to go through in this country. I will never sit here and say somebody is wrong for feeling a certain way or anything like that. Um, we know the atrocities um, that happen in this country every single day. Um, yeah. You know, the, it's no secret. So I'll, I'll never sit here and say, well, he shouldn't feel this way or he, this person shouldn't feel this way. Like, if you feel a certain way, like you have every your right to feel that certain way. Like, if we didn't have some of the atrocities that we have in, in this world and in this country, then maybe it's less of an issue but um you know things are what they are but having said that like i don't true so this one's a little tougher because I, I don't know what the communication was between him and the company now now for me in general like i always think it's a good idea of like not to like not to say like um he shouldn't feel this way but again it's handling your business internally yeah. but who's to say he didn't try to do that and nothing happened sort of thing like i, I don't know that but for me the preference would be again not to go out on social media and take your business out there. Now, I guess if you if you get painted in a corner and feel like you're being ignored and not being heard or, or not being listened to, from that standpoint, I, I do understand that. I mean, just a really, really terrible situation all around, that one. Um, that That's one where everybody's a loser. I, I feel like everybody comes out uh, on the short end of the stick on that one, on, on something that he's clearly trying to, you know, um, I, I, I don't really know ACH. I've met him a few times, but... It's something he feels and should feel very passionately about. 
So from that, the message that he's trying to convey, I think I think everybody should support the message that he's trying to convey. But having said that, like I don't know the business of it, but but if it's me, I'd say handle that behind closed doors if you can. Now, if you're getting ignored and you get painted into a corner, maybe you feel like you have no choice but to put this out there and put pressure on you know somebody to to do something about it if you're being ignored or you feel like you're being ignored. But to me, the initial instinct should be calling somebody on the phone and being like, hey, this is really upsetting to me, and here's why. Five years ago, though, this wouldn't have happened, right? Would you agree with that? Oh, completely not. No. Five, five years ago, that, that first T-shirt would have just stayed out there, and it would have been a thing. Yeah, and he wouldn't have had the, wouldn't have, the wouldn't gumption have, to complain about yeah, it. Yeah, wouldn't have said a word about it. Just would have, you know. I mean, I mean you know what? I don't know if that's fair. That's right, not fair because right. I don't. Again, I don't know. I don't know ACH uh, Jordan Miles. Like I don't. I don't know him on a personal level like that. Maybe he's the type of person that just that would have said, you know what, this is bullshit, and I'll just go back to work in my regular job or work in the Indies and. And I don't need this, so maybe you know, I don't. I don't want to say like, yeah. have, but it wouldn't have played out in the probably wouldn't have played out in the manner that it did today. There probably would have been a lot more people. Uh, WWE would have had a lot more power in the situation, I guess, is what what you're kind of getting at, right? Yeah, I guess I, w- I shouldn't have made a, assumptions like that, but I, I guess I'm in general, I'm saying that yeah, I know what you mean. You'd be, you'd be less inclined to speak out against a company when there's no other companies that yeah. you could go to. You'd be afraid, like you're trying to put food on food on your table, you're trying to support your family, you're trying to pay your rent, trying to pay your bills. You know, and if you have no place else to go, and you feel like you have no position of power, yeah, people get silenced by situations like that all the time. Unfortunately, in life, where they have to put up with, you know, and again, people have to put up with some real shitty things in this world, in the sake of putting food on on the table for their family. I think that's a fair thing to say. Yeah, uh, Brian, we are in the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. We are below a dance studio. So maybe you should go upstairs and get some ballet shoes so you can tiptoe around this one. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking out on the social media, uh, Joey Mercury, I guess now a former agent with Ring of Honor, uh, spoke out, uh, I guess, last weekend now about uh, what's going on behind the scenes at the company. Oh, really? I didn't, what? Are you serious? Yeah, something happened. You didn't, really? You didn't see this? No, none you didn't aware. hear about this backstage. No, not really, even, not even a little bit. Everyone was just uh, kumbaya. This is this is news to me. It's news to you. This is news to really? me. Really? Yeah. Huh. So I guess we just move on then. Yeah. No, nothing to see here. No, nothing. Just, at all. You know, keep moving on. <laughs> Come on, Brian. Here's the dirt. What happened backstage? Who was uh, motherfucking who? <laughs> I, I, that much I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Brian, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's again, it's um, it's a really unfortunate situation. People choosing to do their business in the in the public eye um, rather than behind closed doors and addressing issues behind closed doors. And again, I'm not going to pretend to know what transpired between Joey Mercury and, and Ring of Honor. Like, I truthfully don't know. That much I can tell you, you know, in spite of the picture of me sitting next to the the COO of Ring of Honor on an airplane, <laughs> um, I didn't exactly, you know, you know, say, hey, what's the scoop uh, with this? Um, was that photo set up, by the way? He wasn't really sitting between you. Of course he was. Really? Yeah, of course he was. He was on that flight with you? Yes. He wasn't sitting up on the front? No. No, he said he chose that seat. Among the commoners? Yes. 
Really? <laughs> yes, man. Okay. You got something in your eye there? Did you have a <laughs> grapefruit earlier? <laughs> Pulp can move, baby. Um, no. So, but again, this goes back to do, just doing your business uh, behind closed doors. And uh, I will, I will say this: uh, in my time, in Ring of Honor, Joey Mercury was somebody who's extremely helpful to me and Bruiser. Um, you know, very thankful for the things that he's done for me. Have Gave you your name, right? He did. Um, you know, I, I mean, I will. Like, after the Vegas match, he was the guy who took care of us and and you know made sure we were good. And you know, so so uh, there's a lot of good in Joy Mercury. You know, and, and I and I'm truly appreciative of the time I spent with him, the things he's done for me while he was with Ring of Honor. You know, you know with us. Having said that, I just don't agree with doing business in the way that he's choosing to do business online uh, with the burning the company down. I think the way, you know, the thing that bothers me, and I won't speak, I'll only speak for myself, is, you know, I don't like it when people try to martyr themselves. <laughs> you know, um, I don't like it when people are saying they're doing things in the name of helping others who have never asked them for any help in, in that manner. I, I just vehemently, is that, did they say that correctly? Vehemently, yeah. Ve- thank you. Uh, disagree with doing business in that way, like just in anything. Um, because all I know is these people are trying to help me now. I've been attacked several times on Twitter with uh, retweeting positive things about Ring of Honor with, well, it must be nice to get paid more than they pay the women or whatever the people tweeted at me. And it's just like, well, I didn't receive tweets like that, nor is that any of my business what anybody else on the roster gets paid. Literally none of my business. Um, I will say this. Uh, I love Ring of Honor. I have loved my time in Ring of Honor. I hope I have lots more time left in Ring of Honor. Um, but your contract is coming up. It is coming up. Let's just say that. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Who knows? They might say, give me the old... You know, give me the old what for, you know? <laughs> I mean, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I certainly hope I'll be around Ring of Honor for years to come. You know, when a lot of other people said no to me, they they said yes. I've heard the word no a lot in pro wrestling. Yeah. And they're the company that took a chance on me. So for that, I'm internally grateful. I understood what I was signing the moment I signed it. And if anybody signs a contract not knowing what they're signing, shame on you. You know, literally, shame on you. Should never sign a contract. Um, I had, a, I mean, the contract is only like ten pages long. It's not a very long contract. You can read through it. <laughs> you can read through it. If you don't understand something, uh, you do what I did, and a lot of people done. You have a lawyer look it over. There's some pretty standard language in that contract, like that. Um, I mean, every, just go search online. There's one of them out there now that you can go look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are things like if if you, there are parts of contracts you're uncomfortable signing, then just don't sign it. Just don't sign it. Again, you talked about earlier, have, there's plenty of options in pro wrestling right now. So take one of those other options if you don't like option A. You know, I mean, one of them is just going on the indies and making money. But nobody held a gun to my head. Nobody forced me to sign anything in Ring of Honor. I'm a big boy. I'm a grown-up. I chose to willingly sign this contract, and, and I'll choose to willingly sign another one if I sign one. You know, I, I certainly don't ever feel like I don't have options, and uh, I'll also say this. Uh, and again, this is this is me telling the truth. And this is not me being a company shill. I have never felt like uh, I have one. I've never been forced to do anything. I've never been put in a position that the company, like I've never put in a bad situation by the company. Uh, and again, I'm speaking just for myself. I don't want to speak for anybody else's experiences. I'm just speaking for Brian Malonis. That's it. But if I ever did have any sort of issue, 
anybody from Joe Coff to Greg uh, to Todd Sinclair to Gary Jester, who we talked about here, to anybody, I would feel comfortable picking up the phone, giving them a call, and expressing concerns to any one of them. Any one of them. You know, we made a joke about the picture with Joe Coff, but like, that's a fun picture. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. you know, that, I mean, and when I was, when I was new guy, literally the newest guy in the company, I think I'd worked three dates for them maybe as like a roster guy. Joe Coff called me about an opportunity to go on Inside Edition. So forgive me if, if I turn my nose up at all this shit that's being said about Ring of Honor right now, because to me, that's, that's really what it is. It's, it's, it's shit. <laughs> like, and, and now you have, I think the worst part is, so the social media part, the worst part is now you get all these people who they think because they're reading these tweets online, they actually know what the hell they're talking about or what's going on. I can tell you it's the best locker room I've ever been in. I can tell you there is no fractures in that locker room. I can tell you that, you know, and the people are just like, oh, he's just a shill for the company or this or that. But I can tell you I've never been around a tighter knit group of guys in a pro wrestling locker room. And I'm talking, we're talking about a place in Chaotic where a lot of us were together for a number of years. The feeling in so you know we joked about like oh what was the what was it like this weekend? It's like it always is. You know what I mean? It's we go to work, we work hard, we have a good time with one another, and, and everybody's rooting each other on. You know that that match that with Todd and Gary and Ian and Colt like sell out at the monitor. You know what I mean? And everybody happy. So what was it like this weekend? It was freaking business as usual, man. Everybody strapping it up, working hard pushing forward, trying to put on the best show possible and uh, not letting the outside noise distract us from what we're there to do. Yeah, how do you turn out all the noise? There's a lot of noise about Ring of Water online these days. Yeah, because we know it's bullshit, though. You know what I mean? We know it's bullshit. And, we, we, and every guy and girl in that locker room has the same goal, and that's that's to improve Ring of Honor. How do we make this the best product possible? How do we get more people to the shows? How do we tell more people about about what we're doing? That's the focus, and I, I can I can honestly sit here and tell you that is the honest-to-God focus of everybody in that company, from the wrestlers to the production people to the office. Like, it's how do we get more eyeballs on Ring of Honor? All right, Brian. Well, how can Twitter improve? And what is good about Twitter? <laughs> is there anything we can close with that's a positive about uh, wrestling uh, social media? Yeah, I mean, one thing I think the really great thing is is the the level of access that fans have to. Now, some people would disagree. Some of the old fuddy duddies would disagree with <laughs> with, with some of it. Um, but uh, I think the level of access, the fact that that we can interact with fans uh, on on Twitter. I mean, what needs to change? The negativity. Like again, there's so much pro wrestling out there. Like if you don't like something, don't bitch about it. Just watch something else. If you don't like Ring of Honor, watch WWE. If you don't like WWE, watch AEW. If you don't like any of them, watch the Indies. And if you don't like any of that, then maybe you just don't like pro wrestling. <laughs> um, but I think the level of access that that fans have, like, could you imagine as a kid having a direct path to communicating with whoever your favorite was as a kid? Like, you know, oh, like, yeah, it's 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 so cool. Like, it's I mean, and I, I think I think it's a really cool thing to get glimpses into. You know, everybody always wants, you know, used to be like, you wonder, like, what's this guy's house like? What's his life like? What's he doing on, like, a Wednesday afternoon? And I think it's cool that you get, though, and social media allows you to kind of get, get those glimpses into into people's lives you otherwise you otherwise wouldn't. And someone always wonders, like, 
well, why, why do I care that so and so is going grocery shopping? Because like for a fan, you're like, oh my god, it's it's, it's something to identify with. Like this guy's just like me. He freaking shops at Kohl's. Like I don't, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You know, he likes to cook uh, steak, you know, in his spare time, like whatever. Like it's cool to get a glimpse into people's lives who you would who you would never otherwise have seen, you know. You also see how bad their grammar is, which is kind of <laughs> sad in their spelling. That's the world today though. Yeah, I guess I so. I proofread my I try to proofread my stuff like three, four times before tweeting. Because you can't like Facebook at least you can go back and edit. There's an edit button. No take backs in Twitter. <laughs> no, there's not. You gotta delete and start all over, which is a pain in the ass. So I've also gotten in the habit of uh like I'll send out like a tweet and I'll copy and paste it into like a note. And that way if I notice a mistake after the fact, I'm like shit, and I can just copy and paste and fix the error. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's a whole thing with it is. social media. Now you know why I don't want now you know why I'm terrible at it. I don't do it very like I don't do it very well or often. <laughs> you sit there and stare at it for hours oh, on end. I'm awful at it. I haven't even been keeping up with uh, Malonis on sports lately. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> what the hell's going on? I just get busy, buddy. Getting busy out there and uh, get busy on social media being positive. How about that? Yeah, everyone take Everyone take time who's listening to this. Post something positive, something you like about wrestling on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you're Mike, on. What's your favorite media. current thing about wrestling? Current wrestling. Let me just say there's a show that I've watched every week since it started. I, I I bet you I can guess which one it is. Go for it. NWA Power. Yes. <laughs> I really enjoy that. It's on fantastic. YouTube. You've been watching it? I've watched. I've, I think I've watched three of them so far. Really, really great stuff. I still don't know what the fuck Aaron Stevens is doing though. <laughs> <laughs> He's an actor. Yes, a, g- a good buddy of ours. Um, he is. He was actually at this school not too long ago. Yeah, but uh, interesting stuff. But yeah, I think I think it's uh, I think it's fantastic. I think it look it looks good. Um, it's fast moving. It's interesting. Lots of wrestling action. Like really great job it's fast moving but still like old school like at the same time like you don't see 10 dives on a show yeah yeah i mean it's it's a lot of fun in spite of jim Cornette being there <laughs> oh come on <laughs> speaking of wrestling um, twitter but i mean D- uh, dave lagana uh worked with ring of honor for uh for quite a stretch um good matter of fact the entire time until they you know split ways over the summer nwa and ring of honor yeah um, he was there so i got worked a tremendous amount with uh, Dave Lagana. So, he's a very bright guy, it seems like. He's Yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, I, I, everybody likes to peek behind the curtain. I mean, he'd film stuff with us uh, and literally take the time to, like, show us why he's sh- – like, he would put us behind the camera and walk through what he wanted us to do so we could not, not only just, like – telling us what to do like here's why i want you to do this and right. watch through the can don't watch me watch through the camera as to why i want you to do this particular thing so it was really like an education every time you every time you shot something with him um just yeah really brilliant guy really smart guy um so uh, congrats to them and and it looks the the product looks fantastic and it's a really fun show so yeah it's exclusively on youtube just look up i think nwa is the uh, account it's nwa power it's every tuesday at 605 eastern is on new new episodes are uh premiered so check that out uh aaron stevens is on it for new england also ashley vox uh, from new england is a part of that she's been on like the past three weeks cabana just became the uh Yes, spoiler. new Ring of Honor. Uh, I mean, not Ring of Honor. New uh, NWA North American Champion. Yeah, they need spoiler. It's already aired. Well, I mean, come on, people are catching up. We're trying to tell people to to watch, so we can't give away spoilers if they haven't watched yet. <laughs> well, it's not my program. I'm not on that. I don't work for the NWA. 
All right. Well, we want your feedback. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on controversies, on toxic Twitter, and so much more. Use the hashtag WPAN or call the voicemail line 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. And Brian, before we get into uh, Kingpin's mean tweets, search and destroy, let's talk about booking the territory. Do with- we have to? We, no, we do. Of course we do. I love talking about Book of the Territory. With Mike Mills, Harbody Harper, and Doc Turner, they do two podcasts a week on Sundays and Thursdays. It is uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. It is the Jim Crockett Promotions old uh, Saturday Night 605 show, the original NWA, if you will. Check out Book of the Territory. MikeMills.Podbean.com will bring you right to their feed. Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast, is kind of like the northern version of Booking the Territory with little Joe Murata and big Michael Quinn, and uh, they're talking about best and worst entrance themes this season on the show. Very fun, so make sure to check out Our Vantage Point at ovppodcast.com. That'll give you uh, everything you need to know about Our Vantage Point. Greetings from Allentown with PW. Peter Winson, you know what he does. He takes one single episode of wrestling television and breaks it down to the can't be broke down no more. He talks about uh, everything involving the show and a lot of things not involving the show. But it all comes back to the show in question at the end. Greetings from Allentown. Make sure to subscribe. The to show that. of shows, if you will. That I, okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> subscribe to Greetings from Allentown. And the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Actually, it's not just the Rundown Wrestling Podcast anymore. There's a podcast basically every day. It's a Rundown Wrestling Network. Go to rundownwrestling.com for all you need to know about this great network of shows. Brian... Yes, it's been months, maybe even a year at this point, since we've done Kingpin's mean tweets. And the fact is that you don't get a ton of hate. I mean, despite what we were just talking about with (laughs) wrestling Twitter, you don't get a a ton of hate these days. So I got to take my time and let these build up for a while. (laughs) Well, I'm very popular. You are very popular, except with these people right here, such as Henry Casey. Well, I mean... It could be worse. I guess he says, Malonis works for ROH. Good for him, I guess. <laughs> That's not even that mean. That's just indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> I guess good for him. <laughs> we're, building, we're building up on this one, Brian. Well, this is one of the uh, building blocks here. Let's go to the Smart Wrestling Fan Podcast. Let's plug well, another podcast. That, Why that'll, not? That'll, that'll, that'll tell you all you need to know about that. This is how far back we have to go, Brian. This is from the day of G1 Supercard Ooh. at Madison Square Garden. He says, Somebody wish me well. Well wishes. Maybe. He says, Number 16 is Brawler Malonis. Don't know him. Okay. <laughs> well, he must not watch the Ring of Honor product. That I mean, right? I mean, I, I, I was before G1 Supercard. I've been featured once or twice a month. Pretty. Some, I mean, I think at one point I was on like six or seven straight weeks of TV. Uh, before G1 Supercard, so he clearly is not a watcher of the Ring of Honor product. No, no. That is the Smart Wrestling Fan Podcast. Let's uh, talk about them as a whole. No, thanks. Okay. Dan! This is just Dan. Uh, This is also from the night of the show at Madison Square Garden. He says, Jushin Liger finally achieving his career goal of wrestling Brian Malonis. (laughs) And baby, did he not waste that chance. (laughs) 
I mean, that's kind of funny, actually. That's that what I mean. That's, that's kind of funny. I mean, Cheers to Thunder Liger waited his whole career. Liger Malonis in Madison Square Garden is a thing, baby. It sure is. That's a real thing that happened. And it means as much to him as it does to you, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. According to Dan, anyway. I'm, it should. You know, I'm still mad at myself for not getting a picture with Liger that night. I'm an idiot. You didn't, did you? No, I'm a moron. I'm a complete moron. Just that old stupid thing ingrained in our head. Should have got a damn picture with Jushin Thunder Liger at Madison Square Garden. You didn't get one with Joe and Quinn, though, so. <laughs> I, I, I did. <laughs> Brian, long balls and super kicks. All right. Is long balls long that, ball is, Larry? <laughs> I'm going to say, is that a curb reference? <laughs> he said, not really enjoying the bouncers on ROH. All right. These aren't even that mean. I, thought, I was waiting for like some, you know. We're getting there. <laughs> okay. We're getting there, Brian. Well, this guy, it's the wrestling life. He says, between Cobb, Taylor, and now the team of Beer City Bruiser and Malonis, ROH is really where the big boys play, to coin a phrase. Okay. Well, are these supposed to be mean? That's a factual statement. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's a vague way of saying you're- We're all fat. You're yeah, fucking I mean, fat. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I'm fat. I know that. I'm aware. Okay. I am aware. <laughs> you are aware? I am aware. How about Mike? Oh, uh, Mike Crockett? No, this is a different Mike. This is dead 2009 No, this Mike. isn't Mike Crockett. It's Mike Sprocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brian Malonis, with his straps down, is definitely NSFW. Ring of Honor, please. <laughs> I am the heartthrob of uh, of the bouncers. Michael. I did hear that on Take a Bump. <laughs> you are the heartthrob of the team. I am. Look at these dimples, baby. There's really no way to dispute that. <laughs> There's not. That's that's that, again. That's a factual statement. Oh, let's go back to Mike. He also says, "Hell, even the bouncers are better than the kingdom." <laughs> <laughs> that's what you call backhanded. <laughs> <laughs> the old the old backhand. Oh, Brian. Oh, you mean you mean that this guy uh, hates the kingdom who are heels? Yes, he does. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, but it's not because they're heels. No, it's not. No, he, he's he just knows wrestling. Too smart for that. Yeah, he knows wrestling. How about this one? Doki Doki Hispanic. <laughs> okay. Says Brian, ROH signing King Penmelonis should have been a sign of how utterly desperate they are. Why? Why is that? What, you only, you, 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 you think, only have a limited think, amount of characters. He do, didn't do, get into it. Do, do you think? Do you think my signing uh, precluded them from uh, re-signing the elite? That this my my signing was uh, was the thing that pushed the elite to have to go form AEW. <laughs> the, the 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 money that Ring of Honor gave Brian Malonis uh, just you know was too much. It pushed them over the budget. They couldn't resign the elite. Well, no, it sounds like that the fact that they lost the elite, they were desperate to sign people like you oh okay but i was in ring of honor with the elite i actually wrestled them but you, were, you didn't sign till after that oh right? do they does he know that the elite actually really liked working with me and does he know that his heroes the elite like they are good guys who actually really enjoyed their match with me uh, uh like i said oh, a right? amount of character but he, know, he knows Twitter. he knows the inner workings he's smart uh, it could be a girl too doki doki whatever it could be a you don't have anything else to say to, for your, your desperation signing? <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, well, it, desperation or not, I appreciate the direct deposits. <laughs> Brian, Nick Noel on Twitter. Nick Nolte? No, Noel. Oh. Says, 
The bouncers win a boring match, but again, it was a bouncers match. <laughs> well, uh, who do we wrestle? Did it even say we wrestled? When is this from? It was from October 26th. Huh. October, oh, it must have been against. It was, this is pretty recent. Yes. Oh, okay. So uh, probably against uh, Chris Bay and his tag team partner. I don't remember whose tag team partner was from Vegas. Uh, I teach their own, I guess. Uh, but. Uh, Again, we're doing all right for ourselves. I, I think we can do without this uh, dum-dum. You're saying it wasn't boring? I don't think I've ever been in a ring for a boring match, Michael. Really? How long was it? I piss excellence. Oh, like, do you? It was like five minutes. Five-minute match? Yeah. It's a well, TV match. Five minutes, hit your greatest hits, hit the showers. Well, that's all you have to say to Nick Noel? I mean, he didn't really give me much to go on here. Call me boring. Big deal. Go flush your head in the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll leave you with this, Kingpin Brian Malonis. I think you got off easy. I think I did too here. So the last one. Story of my life. (laughs) Cannon Fodderman, which seamlessly to be his given name, Cannon Fodderman, says, ROH TV, this week's main event is the Kingdom versus Jay Lethal and the Bouncers. I'm putting Love Boat back on. I mean, you can't go wrong with Love Boat. So you got a match. Even you have to admit. So you got a match that involves uh, two of the best professional wrestlers in the world, Jay Lethal and Matt Taven. Uh, and uh, I'm a little biased, but uh, the best big man tag team in the world today, the Bouncers. Uh, and then the, the kingdom was there too. The kingdom was there too. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> they were there. They were there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this clown. I mean, I guarantee he watched the match first off. He he watched the he, he watched the match and then uh, watching the love boat. Uh, you know, I, I guess. But uh, he watched the match and he probably liked the match, which is why there's no follow up tweet of of his. And this it's the cool thing to slam Ring of Honor right now. You know, it's the cool thing. So that's what this jagoff is uh, doing here. Well, it depends. On, like, if they had a good story with uh, Julie, the cruise director on Love Boat, maybe that would lure him <laughs> away. I could understand. She was a nice looking gal. Or Isaac, the bartender. He does the double point in the open. Remember that? No, you're, you're, you're not a little, helping. You're, a little, well, you're like a 50 year old man. I, this is before my time. <laughs> a 50 year old cougar, Ryan. <laughs> and these weren't even that bad, Mike. These were, I mean, I used to get it way worse, I think, from people online. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like you said, it's hard to search. But I think I, 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 mean, I got a couple of good ones. I mean, come on, desperation. Couple, couple funny ones. Yeah. Yeah, there's some fun, ones one, fun ones. Do we do what we can here, the wrestling podcast about nothing? If you have any horrible things you want to say about Brian, just tweet them directly to me. <laughs> Makes it a whole lot easier for the next episode of Mean Tweets. I think it just goes to show like just how shitty people are and like here I am, I busted my ass for eighteen years and like uh, oh desperation signing. It's like yeah, why don't you get out of your parents' basement and uh, oh. go try to achieve a lifelong dream? Going with that oh, one. Oh, no, huh? it's easier to just tweet out and shit on somebody for achieving theirs. Okay, cool. Cool. Pulling the parents' basement thing you out of your back pocket, huh? Fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. That's what you were looking for, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> All right, it's time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, you are hitting the highways, byways, and airways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a pro professional wrestler and you got dates yeah my, my four left for the entire year are you shitting me no, i mean we're all, we're in 
you know, we're in mid-November here. We are? Yes. Well, I mean, this Friday will be mid-November, I guess, technically. But still, like, it's where the hell is this year gone? Uh, but no, anyway. I think she need more bookings. Brianmalonis.comcast.net. Jesus. I, I don't want any more. No? My, my, my month of November, even though I only have one date of wrestling left, is freaking insane. Okay? Like, I don't need any more. 11.15, Tony uh, Rumble uh, tribute show put on by VCW. Victory Championship Wrestling. Uh, it's in Wakefield, Massachusetts. That's on Friday night, November the 15th. Uh, I'll be taking part in that. I'm surprised you aren't taking part in this show, Mike. This is a guy that you know gave you your break, I guess, so to speak, right? No one contacts me anymore. I am excommunicated <laughs> from the Don't they get you wrestling. on? I'm sure I could get you on the show. Um, I don't know. Come on. I don't know. Ask, I, I, have, ask a lot, permission. I have a lot of uh, mixed feelings. A- ask permission if you can go. and That's yeah. not it, Brian. <laughs> I have a lot of mixed feelings about uh, NWA New England. It's not NWA New England. It's VCW. I know, but it's the, the people that will be there. Oh, God. Nobody cares anymore. Get over <laughs> it. Bull Montana, Bull Montana is going to be there, and he and he has like <laughs> he this He treated weird, me like crap. He has this weird angelic light behind him on the poster. I didn't see that. I yes. can't quite figure that out, but I've tweeted. I've cropped and texted that to people they can't tell you how many times at this point uh, people named ivar <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah literally yesterday <laughs> um but anyways i'll be taking part in that show that's at the elks on north ave and right in, in uh, wakefield your hometown wakefield yes. mass so uh excited to be part of that so come out and support that uh that great event uh on november the 15th then mike i'm heading to Orlando, Florida. My turn oh, yeah. to go to Walt <laughs> your, Disney World. Your turn. Yes, my turn. You're to taking go. the baton from Brian Fury. And then my get this right. I come, I come back. It's my birthday week, right? Oh no, I'll be in my. I'll be down there for my birthday. I come back. It's Thanksgiving week. I get a move. I bought a house. How about that? Whoa! Yeah. You got that podcast studio. You got that podcast money, baby. That oh. WPAN <laughs> money rolling in. The uh, the, the Malonis compound. Maybe some of it will trickle down to me someday. <laughs> the Malonis compound. Well, if you actually invested anything in the podcast, maybe you get some of their profits. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I got, a bu- I got a busy, busy month, buddy. But then I'll be back at it uh, Friday night, December the 13th, Baltimore, Maryland, Ring of Honor, final battle, the biggest event of the year, the biggest pay-per-view of the year. Uh, I don't know what we'll be doing, but the bouncers will be in the freaking house. Can we confirm your appearance on pay-per-view? Uh, we cannot. I don't oh. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I would like to hope and think that, that the bouncers will be on pay-per-view. Um, but if not, we'll be doing something. We'll be in Baltimore uh, either way. And then two days later, uh, heading to the 2300 Arena, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Always a great city for the bouncers. That's where we formed. That's where we main evented against uh, the elite that uh, you know left and opened up a slot for me, even though I was already in Ring of Honor. <laughs> uh, so December the 15th, Ring of Honor, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, rohwrestling.com uh, for tickets and full details. And, and uh, also you can sign up for Honor Club. You can get tickets. So whatever tickles your fancy, wherever you live in the country, you can enjoy uh, Final Battle and Final Battle Fallout. Uh, live on pay-per-view or uh, or honor club uh, and then mike rounding out the year the millennium wrestling federation is back the mwf rising like a phoenix from arizona yes. <laughs> bostonwrestling.com for tickets and full information i did see that i'm somehow part of club cam so i made it mike i got right. i got into club cam all right uh can you uh, hey, leisure suit can you just uh, watch my drink for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really trust Cam. <laughs> so it a Mickey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So that rounds out. Uh, 
Rounds out 2019. Holy moly. Holy Toledo. And <laughs> you got stuff going on in 2020? Uh, well, we'll see, Mike. Oh. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> is it at the stroke of midnight that your contract runs out? 12.01. I'm, I'm free, buddy, I guess. Or is it 12? When, when does it officially become? Is it midnight? I think it's, I guess, 12 o'clock, yeah. 12 o'clock, all right, I guess 12 o'clock, unless I resign beforehand. Oh, you, want me, you want me to uh, text you if I'm, I'm free, baby? Yeah, then we'll record <laughs> right then the the, the motherfuck podcast. <laughs> you just bury everybody. With a very different tone about uh, the going-ons. <laughs> yes. Uh, that literally won't happen. Oh, I, come on. I, my feelings feel, I, I, I the, my contract status with that company has not influenced, uh, the way I feel, the way I feel about it, and the truth of the situations there. So, <laughs> what? Right. what? I mean, that. I mean, that's the thing. Bruce Pritchard talks about it all the time on his podcast. The the truth sometimes is just not all that interesting. So people make shit up to make it sound interesting. So Brian, are you taking dates in 2020, or do you, are you on, in a holding <laughs> pattern? Uh, you know, early part of the year, <laughs> I'll take some. You know, some January, February dates. We'll we'll see how that plays out. Okay, well, you can... Maybe email. not committing too far down the line beyond that. Okay, I hear you. Well, you can email brianmalotis at comcast.net to inquire about perhaps getting the kingpin slash brawler on your show. Yes, I'm always open to an inquiry. Okay, or you can DM him on Twitter at brianmalotis. This week's promo about nothing, Brian, comes from the year 1992. I found this little gem on the tweeter, and I believe it is from... The Universal Wrestling Federation. No, not Bill Watts Universal Wrestling Federation. Oh. No, not, not Herb her. Abrams. Not her. There's another one. Universal Wrestling Federation. <laughs> there was a UWF in Japan. Why is this the most common promotion name in the history of pro wrestling? You know why? Because it's the one thing bigger than the world. World Wrestling Federation Universe is bigger uh, than the world. I like the Universal Champion. Yes. I get it. So in 1992, in the UWF in Japan, two guys formed a tag team that you may know of. They were very early in their careers. Their names were Jerry Lynn and the Lightning Kid. And they talk about their upcoming match for the UWF. In Japan, this is this week's promo about nothing. Gantetsu and Kuli, sure you're tough competitors. We faced you many times in the ring, but we have no doubt you're down this time for sure. Tell them. Gantetsu, I've kicked your ass many times, and this time ain't gonna be no different. And Kuli, you're in for some beating too. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what a close, Brian Lowe. So talk about having the the uh, the hot start, but the weak finish. <laughs> this one, the complete opposite. I mean, this is surprising for 1992. Well, I think the thing is that I mean, if you didn't hear at the very end, uh, you can't see it. But uh, Sean Waldman, the Lightning Kid, throws up the middle finger and says, "Fuck you." <laughs> and I think this is like a tradition with american wrestlers that are in foreign lands where the language you know is not english obviously 
I think you know they did this as recently in as in New Japan. I think the uh, Gorillas of Destiny would just <laughs> they just you know throw the f word around here and there because you know they really don't understand the Japanese people don't really understand what they're saying, so they just say to, fuck this, fuck that. To be fair, the Gorillas of Destiny do that. Um when they wrestle in, in the United States as well. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the Gorillas of Destiny probably a pretty poor example. Of, okay, because <laughs> they just swear wherever they go. But, but yeah, but yeah. I think traditionally, yeah, they would they would feel free. American wrestlers like you know in Puerto Rico, Mexico, Japan feel free to just uh, let the expletives fly. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to that part of the promo, there is uh, you know Jerry Lynn, never known as a strong talker. And this it didn't, it didn't get much better after this. <laughs> looks very young here. Uh, he's got to be just a year or two in. And this is you know pre WWF Lightning Kid. And uh, these yeah they're not really well spoken. You can hear like and when uh, Sean Waltman talks, he's uh, we're gonna beat you up too. <laughs> it doesn't really sounds like sounds like Mike Crockett on the early early episodes of the WPAN <laughs> and, or last week, uh, but uh, unedited, unedited. Mike <laughs> but things that will never see the light of day. That's why we'll never go live, <laughs> never. But uh, also, you you noticed? I don't know if you did notice, but uh, Jerry Lynn is doing his part where he's talking about you know you guys are good or whatever the hell he says, and basically, <laughs> Lightning Kid does a, a hand, it looks like he does the the jerk off hand motion <laughs> so uh young lightning kid was a degenerate very early on you would say you might i mean this is a non-bearded x-pac if you really think about it he's I mean, legitimately he's probably what 18 19 years old something here. like that yeah i mean in, in reality sean, sean waltman's still like young enough to probably still be an active wrestler at this point right probably yeah but but yeah he is a, a young baby-faced fella here just throwing up that middle finger and <laughs> Saying fuck you to Gantetsu and uh, Cooley, their opponents here in Japan. Sure. Well-known Japanese legends. Well, yeah. I mean, after they faced Jerry Lynn and Lightning Kid, they were. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. what? A- <laughs> fuck you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, too, Kingpin. But, uh, yeah. I mean, if the promo's not going well, just end it with a middle finger and a smile. Just right? swear. Yeah, yeah. Just, just swear. That's, that's yeah, how you get out of every situation. seats. What's that? That's how you put butts in seats. There you go. That's, I mean, that's the indie wrestling way at this point. Like, just uh, you know, I, I, I've been on some shows recently. Maybe, maybe even a promotion that used to be very family friendly, where the other host of this podcast may or may not <laughs> be the proprietor. Uh, I wrestled a match where a couple MFs were dropped in it, so I was like, "Huh, all right, huh. they're going there. Things have changed." <laughs> things have changed so that's how it is in this company <laughs> <laughs> they still do the uh kids under 10 get in for five bucks whatever it was fuck them that's what they say now <laughs> i have no clue <laughs> I, I think i honestly i think i maybe have worked five chaotic shows this year i haven't worked very many well we'll see what we can I'm do not, for i'm not a chaotic frequent anymore i'm more of a chaotic legend these days mike i come out and chaotic wrestling i'm jimmy dugan i uh I come out. I wave my little hat. Hacksaw Jimmy Dugan? No, Jimmy Dugan, the uh, oh, okay. you know, from uh, League of Their Own. Tom Hanks, you know the part I'm talking about. He comes out and he says he makes it very clear what his job is. His job is to come out and wave his little hat. That's me. Every six months or so, they drag me out and dust me off, and I come and I wave to the crowd and I put somebody over and I leave again. Nothing wrong with that, right? 
Hey, the check clears. There, it sure does. <laughs> well, you heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, if you want to see that middle finger in all its glory, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPAN.com. And thanks to Ray Lusher that is on his Twitter. So go and uh, follow at Ray Lusher on Twitter for more great uh, promos like that one. And we, you and me, I think... And Brian Fury, let's hope. We'll be back here next Monday for episode 186 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Till then, for Brian Fury, he is Brawler Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mako, and thanks for nothing. Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz